0: To the after party I'm Tyler Bodkins I like to blow things up Because I like to blow things up We're talking about that new Bad Batch trailer We're talking about the last two episodes of Andor We're speculating on Everything And when I do it I'm doing it with this man right here to my left His voice might be The last one you hear Ooh. It's Cameron Porter
1: Fight the Empire
0: Oh, fight, fight the, the empire, empire. <laughs> man! I just read that, uh, you know, the Mando comic adaption of the second season. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I finished the last couple issues, which were the last two episodes, and uh, had that line where Boba Fett says that he's like, "Mine might be the last you hear." Mm-hmm. When, when when he's talking to Vogt i I'm like, "Oh, what so a great, good. what a great Boba Fett line!" Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I thought of you. I was like, you know, that's Cameron. Cameron has that kind of energy like he might kill you at any moment uh anyone what's who up knows dude listening is laughing right now what's
1: that anyone listening who knows me is laughing really hard right it's now <laughs>
0: the opposite of your energy yeah. uh so what's been up to you've been star warsing
1: yeah um plenty of news we've had the mm-hmm. past week mm-hmm. plenty of watching finishing up Andor, getting started on bad batch work, little, working through my watch yeah i mean let's see finishing up Andor. Starting Bad Batch, um, finishing up uh, the Bounty Hunters comic book series right now, getting diving my like dipping my toes into High Republic comics. Yeah. Continuing on my Mando and Boba, uh, rewatch. So mm. I've been, I've been pretty saturated. Yeah, lately. I'm
0: loving that. Look what I just picked up today. Um, it's a High Republic Adventures, which I, I like eh. the High Republic Adventures line personally. I know yeah. you're kind of like iffy on it. Um, and then, uh, it's coming. I got a lot of comics today. Hold on. Uh this. Yes, Yo sir. Throw on alliances. Throwing alliances. Mon alliances drop this week. I'm really excited to dig into that. I, I've I've listened to the audiobook, but I was talking to uh Courtney up at Galactic and I was I was telling her, I was like, I'm really excited to read this because like when you're doing the 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 comic adaptions of the TV shows, mm-hmm. it almost feels like a downgrade. Yes. It's like I've already seen all this. I've already I've already I already know all this stuff. But when it comes to like a novel that's gonna get a comic adaption. Like an upgrade. It feels like an upgrade, yeah. right? I agree. And I gotta be honest, dude. I, I mentioned that I So, you know, positive. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a little balance. I mean, I'm positively very excited to read Dawn Alliances. Mm-hmm. But on the negative side, I've decided that I am dropping any future Adaptions of the Disney Plus shows, Which is from your like pull. Yeah, I'm not. I'm done buying them. <laughs> I'll be honest with you too, Tyler. What?
1: You already did that. I didn't did that you? like weeks, like yeah, months man, ago. Good for
0: you. <laughs> I've got a little too much. We'll mm, touch on that that three letter thing that that OCD. It's just yeah. like Yeah. You got it. I got it. Well, complete, see. So I here's the
1: deal. It bothers me more now. <laughs> I've taken them out of my pull. Like Obi Wan, I took it out. Yeah. Mando. But it bothers me even more that, A, I only have a couple of each of them, right. and B, I got my comics from December on Monday, and I had forgotten to take the Mandalorian oh. adaptation out of my poll. So now I've got this random what? one edition, and it, oh, it bothers me.
0: Let me further the balance here pros to getting like the Mandalorian adaptions and things like that you you do get not that I think that they're like gonna like blow up on a spec sense but you do get a lot of first appearances That's right true, yeah so like that first Mando season is full of first appearances oh, yeah. so you got Mando you got Grogu Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth you got Moff Gideon all these people like mm-hmm. yes on the downside I'm gonna be very blunt about this Hit it. the art is so terrible On the Mando books that it almost feels like they are I was thinking about it as I got in my car today after leaving the comic shop. I was like, it's as though they are slapping me in the face or something. It feels very (laughs) it's like you're you're gonna buy this. You're gonna you're just gonna buy it. Look at that. He's flipping through now. I mean, it's really bad. Okay. the, the, I've so, complained about Star Wars art before in comics, but this is to a different this is level. V-
1: I mean, okay, uh, the first page that I opened up to
0: this is issue, issue seven, seven of the second season. So yeah, yeah. Chapter so this 15. is this is the episode with where Bill Burr, with Bill Burr, the, the Rick Famuyiwa did. So, and you have that one moment, of the best.
1: You have that moment where Pedro Pascal takes his helmet off.
0: It doesn't even look like it him. looks terrible.
1: I, I mean, this is the first page that I opened up to. I just grabbed him, grabbed him randomly. I I literally thought. Wait, who is that? They're, and then I realized what was going on in the scene.
0: It doesn't even look like him. And yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, comic books don't always look like the actors that portray them, but like it is to a different level.
1: Uh, apologies to uh, George's, Jaunty, Carl Sorey, and Dexter Vines, Rochelle you know, Rosenberg, yeah, it's, it's, it's jaunty, <laughs> all, all the, of the artists involved. The, in the, in the anchor, yeah. Man, it, sorry guys. You know, it just ain't... It, it's hard to... I mean, it's hard to take like a, an intense moment like that, especially but where Amanda's taking his me, helmet off and adapted. Quick,
0: it. I'm, this is riveting podcast yeah, conversation, by the way, yeah. as you and I are like looking at pictures <laughs> that no one else can see. I mean, look at look at this Cara Dune right here. Just look at it.
1: That's not Car- not my Cara Dune.
0: I mean, she looks ridiculous, yeah. man. Um, I, I'm just, I'm not a fan. It's, it's not even, it's, it has nothing to do with like, oh, well, you know, the action doesn't come across. It's not that at all. It's just so It's art. like just really, come on, man. Yeah. Looks like it's his... As- I don't I don't want I don't want to dunk on the guy. I mean, he I'm sure right. it's like a stupid deadline and whatever. It's just not to my taste. And so, it's just every time I read them, I'm just like, really like I don't even enjoy the art. Like it would be one thing if it's like I already know the story, it's word for word, beat for yeah. beat what happened, but maybe if the art was like really cool, I'd be about it. The problem is they're trying to fit these, you know, 40 to 50 minute episodes into twenty pages or whatever. Yeah. And it's it's just not enough it's not enough space for them to like really do it. I will say, uh I think his I think his name is Rodney Barnes, the the quote unquote writer, which I mean, you know, of course the story's by Favreau, but he does a really good job of like making it all fit. And mm-hmm. and and, you know, the layouts make sense, but Yeah, the art is just not for me. And it just it's gotten to the point now where I'm just like, You're not gonna get me for another season. You're not gonna that's you know, they're they're now they're they're five bucks each. And so it's like you're not getting another forty bucks out of me on this. Like sorry. I'm just not gonna do it.
1: I wonder what the I wonder what the poll was for doing that. Like I wonder if it was like a a creative decision to be like, Yeah, we'll just or or if it was just cash grab. It's just, just like, it's
0: just printing money. It's stuff I mean, yeah. you know, it is and what it is. People and we're just like, buying it people up. People like me <laughs> that are like, I have all the Marvel canon in my in my bins, man. Yeah. Like people like me. That's why. <laughs> and I'm not gonna be a part of the problem anymore.
1: Well, they're they're not gonna do it after this Let's, season because you're gonna pull out and they're gonna be like, well. Tyler, let, stop me, let
0: me him. pitch you and when this gets made, we're gonna we're gonna sue. Okay. Let me pitch you the comic, the Star Wars comic book series that I want. All right. Ooh, this would be fun. It's all up in my head. I got like, a, I won't go like super far into. You know, I do this like fanfic in my head. Yeah. I'm the worst about it, man. I feel it, like man. I feel
1: like we've talked about some of your fanfic. I, I can not remember we talked if it's about, been about on my the comic book one. Or
0: oh yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. But I don't know that I've told you my comic book one. So here's my comic book one. All the Star Wars comics are either adaptions or they're like, you know, High Republic or they're set in between Empire and Jedi right now. Yeah. And I feel like it just it just holds back the the, the kind of stories you're able to tell. It's why the first phase of High Republic was so good, because Mm -hmm. it was kind of just like outside of all that stuff, you know? So I was like, all right. I want to tell a story outside of that, but I understand that there has to be some kind of draw to it, like some kind of like a Luke Skywalker or something, you mm-hmm. know? But then you're, they're not going to let you do anything with Luke Skywalker. So here's the comic I want to do. Mando. Post-season two. Okay. okay. Follow with me. Grogu goes Luke Skywalker. We know there's like a year of time where Grogu's with Luke and Mando's out doing whatever Mando's doing. hmm we know when we see him in Boba Fett, he's kind of like... He's a little down in the dumps, you know? He's not been having a good time without yeah, Baby Yoda. Yeah, he misses his know? buddy. Imagine if you didn't see Baby Yoda for a year. I've been there. It was terrible. <laughs> well, I have to wait in between seasons, it's the worst. So I can understand how he feels. All right. Picture this. Mando's out doing his Mando thing. and And somebody gets word that their son has been killed and who is their son but whatever his name is Callahan from chapter five the fifth episode of season one remember the bounty hunter kid Callahan. what was his name wait I thought his name was Callahan
1: the guy that was played by the actor from uh I'm
0: Big not, Bang Theory I don't know is that true the Man, again, just Kamali, rivet- k- just riveting. Yeah, yeah, we're we're crushing <laughs> we're it. We're right crushing now. it right now. I don't even remember. I know what it was the gu- I know it was the gun. Calican. What did I say? I said Callahan. What? All right. Oh, the, oh the little Callahan the or something the like that. Rich the rich kid. kid. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. the rich kid. The rich kid who seemed like he wasn't concerned about money. We're back money. on track. He, he wasn't back really on concerned about money, but he had this thing. He was trying to prove himself. Yeah. Who was he trying to prove himself to? I think he was trying to prove himself to his dad. Who was his dad? I think his dad's a crime boss. Okay. And, and he kind of rejected him because, you know, Cal Candy's not really, you know, he's, he's, he's soft. Tri- man. He's a try he's not, hard. He's, yeah. he's a try hard. He's soft. His dad doesn't love him. So what does he do? He's like, all right, fine. I'm going to make a name for myself. Mm-hmm. And he goes out there and he tries to do it. And he finds himself getting busted by Mando. He's dead. Now, his dad was kind of hard on him, but that's still his kid. So he gets a name back. Oh, it was this guy Dinjaren, this Mandalorian? Mm. He's like, oh, I'm going to go get this guy. And so the mini series would follow Calican's dad going after Mando trying to get revenge okay. on his son. And mm-hmm. what you have when you think about it is you have two fathers who recently lost their sons. And this story would kind of tell the paths that they go down. You know, and I got ideas beyond that in terms of like how I would like to see that art go. Yeah. But I think that would be so fascinating because you would get to see. But there's your like
1: moral dilemma right
0: there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You get to see. I feel like there's, you know, there's heart to that, but. It's set during a time that, of course, we're curious about, and honestly, it's set during a time in which it's like, how much are you going to really explore this? Let me get it in a comic book. Let me yeah. write that comic. Yeah, that's the comic that I want. I want to see that comic. I want to see Mando doing this, and I just think it's it, it, it would be cool. So I would
1: rather that than than comic book adaptations of stuff we've already seen you in know the what? seasons.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm with you fully. So we'll move on to some 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 news. We got some good news this week. Oh yeah, we got the news that Bad Batch season three is coming back, and it's coming back February twenty first. It's Dude, like, so so, close. so quick, so quick. Well, they kind of did that last time. I feel like it was like um, it came out last January, mm-hmm. and it was similar where they like put out a trailer, and it was like one month from now. It's like yeah, All right, cool. Um, so I I think that we'll, we'll talk spec. Let's let's watch the trailer real fast. Um, hope we'll we'll kind of talk about it as it's on screen again. This is just like I've the only most-
1: I've only watched it, like, 70 times already. It's
0: almost like we should be doing video with this podcast, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's in it's in the plans. We'll yeah, see. maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, let's go ahead and pull this trailer up. Uh, we'll crank the volume so these mics will pick it up, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, we'll discuss it as it's coming. So we're going to start the trailer. If you want to watch it with us, go ahead, pull up your trailer. Go ahead, pull it up. Pull it up, pull it up, pull it up, pull it up. Press pause on this podcast. Alright, you got pull it pulled up. Alright, here we go. We're gonna do it on three. So one, two, three. Here we go. Alright, we got some TK troopers. Is that like a clone gun ship in the bag that they're riding in? The Fizen? Or know. the one that they the one that the TK troopers were in. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even notice. It's all good. I mean, I know got, it was a clone turbo tanked it. Fees back. Rex, Coruscant. Mmm. <laughs> spoiler. Omega, crosshair looking real sad. Yep. Hemlock, creepy as ever.
1: Yep. Omega's
0: been waiting for us a long time. So some time has passed. Let's go. February 21st. That sounds like Sam Witwer. Yeah, he sounds great. But then this sounds like Ian McDiarmid. Whatever is needed to accomplish this goal. Yeah. You will have it. You will have it. <laughs> that looks sick, dude. That looks sick. Finnick, Cad, some... Nalase. Was it Nalase? I thought I she think. was dead. Oh, maybe not. I
1: don't know. A Kaminoan.
0: Yeah, one last fight. We're not big on following orders, dude. I wasn't planning. Yeah. You. Here it is, You're making it very tempting. Assange, God, yellow saber hair. Yeah, <laughs> she grew her hair out. No longer bald. Final season, three episode premiere. Let's get it, Cameron. Dude. Let's get it, bro. I like how for Asajj, it's like she has hair now and a yellow saber, so she's kind of good now.
1: Well, she's uh, <laughs> she's a uh, she. I mean, what do they call it? like she's like a free agent now?
0: I yeah, I guess yeah, she's a free agent. Yeah, I, I I feel like you know. Let me let me say some things that I read. First off, all that looks great. I feel like the finale is gonna be wildly yeah, good. Like, like it's, it's gonna be everybody, yeah. right?
1: And it's one last mission, so like
0: Does this Bad Batch all die at the end? I don't know, you know? bro. <laughs> With this show, I feel like they would. Yeah. I mean, let me say it like this. We got we got, you know, Crosshair, Echo, uh Omega, Hunter, Wrecker. They're not all going to make it out alive. No way. No. No way. It's a kids show too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so uh, a couple things I've read. I read that Ian McDermott's doing the voice, which is weird because it sounded like Sam Witwer to me. And then, but like I said, it, then later it did kind of sound like Ian. I don't know what's going on. It does sound off, but Ian is getting yeah a bit older. Get yeah. older. So. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe it is him, and it just sounds a little weird to me. Um, another thing that I read. What did I read? Uh, I'll, I'll try to remember. But, um, it, it was some some other interesting little tidbit. I wonder if it's um, the oh, same. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I, I remember. Go ahead.
1: I wonder if it's the same uh, voice actress that did Asajj previously, because she sounds, sounds accurate. Sounds like her. Yeah.
0: Um, and what I was gonna say about that is, uh, Dark Disciple. Uh, the book where it's like her and Quinlan Voss And mm-hmm. um, I won't say a spoiler But there's like a pretty major thing that happens in that book That I haven't read but I was kind of spoiled on And It seems like it contradicts what's happening here But I'm not totally sure about the timeline Of that book yeah. And so therefore I'm like okay And, and I, I read something where the creators of Bad Batch Were talking about like hey we honor What happens in that book if you read it We're not overriding it because uh, they did straight up in the very first episode of Bad Batch overwrite the Canon comics, so mm. they've they've done it before, and I think fans were certain fans were upset. I felt like it captured the spirit of what happened in the Canon comics, so it didn't bother me at all. Yeah, um, but uh, I guess they're trying to say that that book is still Canon and it still works. Um, I think I might do it on audiobook. Because I've I've been looking for a hardcover, but it's out of print, so you have to go to eBay. It's like forty bucks to get a good oh, copy. Nice. And wow. I'm Like I don't want to spend forty bucks.
1: Because I, I don't remember. I was trying to think of the last time we saw Ventress in hmm. Clone Wars. I'm not really sure, to be honest. Because in my mind, she she just died.
0: No, obviously didn't. not. She didn't die. Yeah. There was a there was a, a an arc planned for I guess what would have at that time been the sixth or maybe the seventh season of. Clone Wars, it was the Dark Disciple arc that eventually became a book.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And I won't say what happens there because, again, like, I don't know. You might want to go off and read it, and it's not really all that important to this conversation. But um, yeah, she's around. I I can't remember what her last appearance was in Dark Disciple or or in Clone Wars, rather. Mm -hmm. I think that it it was like whenever Dooku and the Night Sisters, like, all kind of like. Went after each, other, went at each other, and then she kind of just like went off and sort of just did her own thing. But I, I can't. I, I need to go rewatch
1: and 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 figure that out because this has been bothering me since this trailer dropped. Okay. Like, where where did she go? Did they just like write <laughs> her off screen and she you just went off Cameron, on her own adventure?
0: I, I think what we need to do is find out whatever that arc is. And one Friday night, you and me get up and we'll just watch it together. Yes. a good time. It sounds like fun. We won't even do it for the pot. We'll just do it because we're buds. Yeah. Um. Yeah, be- it looks great. What are your what are your thoughts, man? Like uh, overall? I mean
1: the animation has always like they really blew it out of the water with the second season. I feel like mm-hmm. some of the like landscapes were just incredible. And then in this in this trailer cuz I remember when the second season trailer came out, I felt the same way. I was like, "Wow, mm-hmm. animation got so much better than the first season." And and the first yeah. season was already great. So this is another chance an, another trailer that's got me just like, man, this thing's going to look incredible.
0: It's crazy to watch, like, if you go back and watch the first season of Clone Wars, I mean, like, you know, it was 2008.
1: Oh, and night and day.
0: It's night and day, but like when you consider what they were doing, it, it's remarkable. Oh, yeah. But as you watch each season, particularly around season three and four, mm-hmm. it really started to go like, oh, wow. Yeah. And by the time I got to the seventh season, it was like, what am I watching? And what was wild to me watching season one of Bad Batch, like you're saying, it's almost like, this is even better. It's just like, they just keep rolling all of these. I've heard them kind of talk about it, like, once they have their models in- and and you know they've they've got like all the technology built. They just keep stacking and stacking. Yeah. So the quality just builds every season that that team and that studio does. It just gets better mm-hmm. and better. And I mean, it's to the point now, like you said, where like I was watching, I was doing some rewatch on season one. Uh, just the other day and there were some of the scenes in some of the shots it was just like uh, it was like I was watching Attack of the Clones at one of yeah. them they're doing like a chase with Finnick in one of the episodes and I was like wow this looks like straight up like Coruscant like mm-hmm. it, it's wild to think that you know when you watch for instance the prequels a lot of that stuff's animated you know and you watch that and you watch this and you're kind of like it's crazy that this animated show that comes out weekly is, like, as good as this, like, you know, $100 million production yeah. that George did. But, I mean, I, again, same thing. It's, like, it's it just building stacks. and building yeah, yeah, and yeah. stacking. And so... I mean, one of my... You know, I,
1: we'll get into it later, I guess. But the question from last week, favorite mm-hmm. Star Wars episodes. Oh, yeah. I've got... Obviously, you and I are going to have more than just one answer. And one of my ties... It's an episode of Bad Batch. That's like, great. Yeah. So
0: That's great. So, um sp- talking about Bad Batch and talking about going back and rewatching them and and kind of seeing that we have you know about a month ish before the new season comes out, me and Cameron were talking and we were like, dude, we gotta rewatch Bad Batch. Kind of get caught I I'll do it anyways. Mm-hmm. But since we're gonna be doing a rewatch. That's where the pod's going. We've been doing Andor. This is the final episode of our Andor rewatch. Um, and next week, we're going to start with uh, the Bad Batch rewatch. Uh, we're going to double up on episodes next week. We're going to yeah. give you a Tuesday episode. We're going to give you a Thursday episode. Um, and, yeah, Cameron, we're, we're really going to be putting in some <laughs> overtime here. Uh, and then we're going to go back to our normal Tuesday for the, the, the next couple of weeks after that before... Bad Batch Season 3 premieres, at which time we're just going to be meeting up and talking about Bad Batch every week. Um, so yeah, we're switching over to Bad Batch mode. If you're like, ah, guys, I don't want you to go over and start talking about some cartoon for the next few months, you need to watch Bad Batch, because it's not just some cartoon. I mean, it's it's seriously like, as I was beginning my rewatch, I was kind of um, noticing that it really feels like the other side of the coin of, of Andor. and what I mean is this, like when you come to Andor, you see just how terrible the Empire is. like yeah. just absolutely like all the atrocities you're doing, the the prison stuff, everything, like all the stuff we've been talking about for the last few weeks. This is the Empire like at the height and when I'm when you're watching Bad Batch You're seeing the beginnings of that, Mm -hmm. you know, you're seeing them like chain codes starting to do like ship registration So they can track you like Mm -hmm. all this all this stuff that a regime would do if they were coming in Trying to like take over and tighten grips. So yeah, I'm 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 stoked for Bad Batch And I think that if you haven't watched any of the animated stuff you should absolutely jump in with Bad Batch. It's yeah. the best-looking show that they've done. It's really riveting. I mean, yeah, some episodes are you know, a little bit more aimed at kids, but for the most part, it is it's it's on fire the whole way through. It's yeah. so good. Um real fast looking at the schedule, 3 episodes coming out February 21st. Then weekly for episodes 4 and 5. Then episodes 6 and 7 called Infiltration and Extraction air on the March 13th. That's probably going to be whenever they go and they get Omega. Yeah. And that's going to be like the quote-unquote mid-season uh, break. Uh, but they're coming right back the next week, uh, and then they're going to do two episodes on April 3rd, and then the show finishes with the finale, episode 15, called The Calvary Has Arrived, which Ooh, nice. is going to be so good, uh, on May... The 1st. Interesting timing there. Mm -hmm. May the 1st. Say all that to say this. I think we might be getting something real cool in May. Yeah. May is kind of Star Wars month. Yes, you have May the 4th, which is on a Saturday this year. This conveniently ties up right before that. Mm -hmm. Just saying. If I had to bet, I would say we might be getting Tales of the Jedi Season 2 on May the 4th which would be really cool.
1: Dude, yeah, that would be a nice surprise.
0: But I also feel like May is going to be the month for the Acolyte. I mean, I won't be surprised if they started a little sooner, mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like that, that could be it. I'm not saying that it's necessarily a May the 4th drop, but might be. I don't or know. or at,
1: at minimum, a crazy teaser or cliffhanger at the end of Bad Batch. And then a couple of days later on May the fourth, announcing a new project, not not something oh bad I bad batch what you're related, saying. but like
0: the next animated series, right? Like yeah, when yeah, yeah.
1: Mando had the teaser about for
0: Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. totally get that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah.
1: There could be some. If we're gonna close up Bad Batch, maybe there's a post credit scene. Could be. And then silence for three days, could and then be, May the fourth when they announce all the new stuff, or or
0: whatever if they it announce is, whatever yeah. they want to announce on May the fourth, that could be it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm I'm really excited though. And yeah, I'm I'm pumped for Bad Batch. So yeah, to recap, here's what how we're gonna be doing this. Next Tuesday, we are going to come in with a Bad Batch season one, first eight episodes. Then because we're sort of limited on time, we're gonna come back in a couple days after that, it's gonna be the back half of season one. Yep. So just go ahead and start watching it. Just go ahead and start watching Bad Batch Season 1. Then, weekly, we're going to be going over the next eight episodes. So, first half of Season 2, and then the the last week before it premieres, Season 3, we're going to be doing the back half of Season 2. So, for the next four episodes, we're doubling up next week, you're going to be getting a half of a season of Bad Batch. So we're going to be talking about it really in depth. So if you're just kind of like, hey, I'm just sort of curious. I'm not going to watch it, but tell me what's going on in the Star Wars world. Feel free to listen, but I think you would really enjoy it. Just watch an episode of Bad Batch a day. Watch one episode per day for the next month, and then you're gonna be all caught up for season um, three. See how much
1: see how many of your real life problems melt away.
0: They they will melt away. Because <laughs> you'll be like, Well, at least I'm not under Just, a tyrannical regime yeah. that's trying to wipe out my people. Um anyways, so yeah, Bad Batch. Really excited. Why don't we why don't we discuss the question that I posted to you first two weeks ago, but then a week ago, we sort of pushed it down the line. Cameron, what's your number one favorite episode of Star Wars TV all time? And then we'll discuss the last couple of episodes of Andor.
1: All right. So I've got I've got a three-way tie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're worse than me, dude. No way. I figured you would have had like a 15-way th- right, right, no, no, no. tie. We're good. I'll go three-way tie. All right. I I'll, just, I'll the... just chop off the other 12 that I was going to talk about. Let me
1: see. I, I want to tell you right as far as episodes. If,
0: if we have the same one, you know, I'll just go ahead and blurt that out.
1: Um. <clears throat> so since we're on Bad Batch right now, I'm gonna say my my favorite Bad Batch episode is season two, episode three, the Solitary Clone. Which wow, yeah, that oh, was so, like, dude, some of the action sequences in that episode were so good. And, like seeing Crosshair like really go nuts with like his accuracy as like a yeah, sharpshooter. Dude. Um, but also to see well I There's incredible i don't want i don't want to spoil yet. like sure, what's going yeah, yeah. on but but to see such a uh, cross air focused episode yes. yes was really cool
0: yeah cameron is really putting you on to some good stuff by by calling that episode out i mean it's probably, I would agree, probably my favorite episode of Bad Batch. It's incredible. I can't wait to watch it on this rewatch. Yeah. Uh, what's your number two? Or, well right. like, uh, It's so The other one. So, yeah, sure. The other what's one, your, and we
1: just talked about it a little bit. Um, Mando, Chapter 12, The Siege, the episode where we've got Bill Burr. We've got- um, Hold on.
0: I don't think that's right. No? Chapter 15? Hold up. True Believer? The Believer, rather, I think is what it's called. The one where Bill Burr goes into... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is episode 15. Yeah, it's we, chapter Because we get Cara Dune in that episode, we get Bill yep, Burr, we yep. get Mando, we get... um Oh, what's the blue guy from the very first episode of Mithril? Uh, Mando?
0: Mithril, yeah. Okay, I now have no idea what you're talking about. What?
1: Oh. the There is a... um There's a fortress on...
0: Bro... Bill Burr's on in that episode. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. <laughs> I think you're confused. I'm, I'm getting two episodes confused. That's the problem. <laughs> thanks, thanks for joining Which us. Which one's your favorite? Hey in? everybody,
1: thanks for joining us on the last episode <laughs> of uh, Star Wars After Party. Uh, uh, I am done here.
0: This is actually probably the best because this really proves how <laughs> hard it is <laughs> to the keep King them favorite. straight. Yeah, you're like, you're like, I got a three-way tie in my number so, uh, two. So, <laughs> my number two is actually two episodes joint. So I got a four-way
1: tie. All right, um, all right, all right. So the two episodes that I'm getting confused, there's an episode where there is an Imperial outpost.
0: On Navarro. On
1: Navarro. Yeah, That is That is a great episode.
0: It's a great episode where they go in, and you're right. They have Mithral, they blow everything up. I remember also, just randomly, I remember listening to that. Or watching it, but I, I remember hearing one of the stormtroopers. I went, "Why does that sound like a New Hope?" They pulled rec- like a stormtrooper recording from a New Hope and put it in.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's
0: wild too. How like your brain works, yeah. where you're like watching a a brand new episode. Like I'm literally watching it, and then there's just like you know off on the, just random a stormtrooper says something, and I go, "That's a New Hope." It's like, like yeah, I'm like wild.
1: It, it 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 reminds you of something. Yeah. So that one, and then the other one was when they break um. Bill Burr's character, they out. take
0: Mayfeld, Mayfeld out of the yeah. yeah I, I just read the comic, so I can summarize it for you very quickly. They pick him up because they want his help finding an Imperial outpost so they can hack into the computer to find Moff Gideon, so they can go get Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. It's that a, great a great episode. Yeah, I think Rick famiua helped write that one too, and his writing think, is. So did he direct that episode? Too? He directed it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because yeah. you get that great scene of of him Mando and... fighting off those pirates that are like chasing him down. Yeah, with the right the Rydonium! Yeah, the Rhydonium. Like the the temperatures are me, rising. Like yeah, just- Cameron,
0: give me your best Bill Burr saying riddonium. Riddonium. <laughs> Ridonium Yeah. <laughs> um. I love Bill Burr. Dude, dude he, was, he was great. He
1: was a great addition to he really that is. show.
0: He's a he's an incredible actor. He's he's great in Breaking Bad too. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I like his comedy too. I think he's, I think he's great. Oh, F is um, for
1: Family his animated show. I yeah, dude, F is that for over Family and over and over It is
0: again. great. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Well, what's your number one, bro?
1: Um, between those?
0: <laughs> oh, I thought. The-
1: <laughs> I think. Well, I had another one because I got those two episodes <laughs> confused. Yeah. Man, I don't know. There's an episode <laughs> in. Uh, Book of Boba Fett. Okay, I'll, I'll 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 put this as my number one because you know I'm rewatching Book of Boba Fett. I'm realizing that I, you know that that season that show got dogged on so much. I always loved it, but there's rewatching so it now, I'm like, so man, good. there's so much good stuff. There's so much good stuff. But man. the stranger, are the episode A Stranger Approaches, or uh, from from the
0: east, from, or whatever, from the whatever, desert, from the from desert, comes a stranger. Whatever. Because and here's why. Can I can I pause you for a sec? Go ahead. This was my one that I was gonna Was pick. it really? Yes, it is. Heck so yeah. go ahead, go ahead. We get, we'll,
1: we get everything in it. We, we get like, everything in it. The episode starts out, we get we get Tell Luke and, and baby Yoda, Tell we get Ahsoka. Like it just I remember watching that episode. It felt like that's what the episode was gonna be. Yeah. It was like, you know, Baby Yoda and Luke. And then it segues. We're back at Mos Pel- Pelga or Freetown yep. now. Freetown. Mando and Cob Vanth are are getting back together. Mando's trying to get him to help. Mando bounces. Your
0: town might be safe right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then so Mando leaves and then all of a sudden here's our boy, Cad Bane. Just comes up let me out, just out of nowhere. just say
0: you skipped a lot of episodes. Well, yeah, 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 I know.
1: <laughs> but I am I'm, tr- I'm trying to hit my high points. Okay, go ahead. And so that was a high point and yeah. then you get that that Insane episode ending Mm -hmm. with the Pikes going into the uh, the bar and like leaving a bomb. Yeah, and that dude, that scene like. That scene got me, yeah, because the the droid was like, "Oh wait, you left your Camtono or whatever," and then you see <laughs> what's her name. Her eyes get real big, and Garza, then the whole place yeah. blows yeah, out. Yeah, and it's yeah, just agreed. like,
0: holy smokes! Those, I mean, I I really was on cloud nine for Boba Fett. I don't know yeah. what it was, but I just really loved it. There's that second episode, Steph Green directed, um, and and it, with with the Tusken Raiders and the train. Oh yeah, great episode. They're like Boba Fett's like tripping on psychedelics. Dancing around <laughs> campfires, awesome! I was like, "Oh, I want to go party with the Tuskins." <laughs> um, and and that fifth episode, the one before the one we we're talking about, just really briefly, you get Mando with a dark saber, you get Mando getting an in one starfire. There's like already like so much cool stuff happening there. I remember like being like, "Oh wow, that was so great!" Mm-hmm. And then you get to this episode that we're talking about. It was like a a high moment in my Star Wars fandom because i yeah. i was i was just watching it and i kept i remember the thing i kept saying to all my friends I talked about with I was like you get everything you, do, you yeah. get everything you get luke skywalker training baby yoda mm-hmm. and like i remember when they first show him you know my my thought was oh they got an actor to play him
1: yeah cuz they didn't show his face for a lot of it and you were like okay but they're then, being a but then real... when
0: I, when i saw it i was like I was like, oh, that's not whatever they did in Mando. I yeah. was like, they got an actor. And and I remember the first couple times he showed his face, I was like, holy, I was like, that's deep fake. Like, I, I, I finally was able to recognize that it yeah. was, but it was really only because the audio was off. They're using that respeecher app, and mm-hmm. it's doing some amazing stuff, don't get me wrong. But, but you like, can kind of tell. You can definitely tell. But when you're, I'll say this, the step up that they did on the deep fakes which I they didn't use deep fake in mando so so I think they kind of like switched over mm-hmm. the step up in the visual of what Luke Skywalker's doing is wild oh, if yeah. they can get the audio to be as convincing as that v- dude mm-hmm. it's scary good um and I know that it was kind of like some people are like, oh, I don't like the deep fake thing. I get it. But dude, well, I, I love seeing Luke Skywalker doing all the and then yeah. it's like the whole vibe, the Japanese, the bamboo and and all everything. Like that's that thing that Dave Filoni does where his sensibility is just like right where I wanna mm-hmm. be. It's right where I wanna be. And so between that the, the, the Cad Bane stuff that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You get Ahsoka. You get R2. You oh, get yeah. you get the little, like, the way that R2, like, the opening shot is the way that it opens in Empire Strikes Back where he's got his little... little radar dish. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just so great, man. There's so many things. And like you said, you got Cobb Vanth. You got all this crazy stuff happening. It's so good. That's my number one. Uh, if I'm three-way tying it, I gotta go. Um... Is, is it, uh, what's it called? The Rescue Season 2 finale. Luke Skywalker coming out. That was oh, like a, yeah. That was like a religious experience. I gotta throw that one <laughs> yeah. in there. And uh, we'll go recency bias, uh, uh, part five of Ahsoka. Just absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. You got the Chosen One in the world between worlds. You got, you know, everything that happened. The flashback to the Clone Wars. Like, all of it. It's just, yeah. it's, it's almost too much. It's so good. I uh, know. Um. You want me to go through Alyssa on No, we got we to gotta talk Andor, because <laughs> I I could go through honorable mentions for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. um, Maybe one day we'll do that. We'll do like a full, when, when we settle back down. Like I like
1: standalone episodes yeah. of, of Star Wars shows that we love.
0: I think that you and I, for this pod, we're about to go into like full, just like, where for the next several months, there's going to be, I think, Bad Batch is going to probably go straight into the Acolyte. So mm. I think we're just going to be- Covering- covering tv shows as they come out yeah. which is what we'd like to do on this party definitely. we're trying to yeah. continue the party man mm-hmm. um but uh when we have maybe some free time we'll really go deep and do our favorite episodes yeah because i could definitely do a whole episode talking about our favorite 10 um all right so Andor, or 11 and 12 directed by benjamin karen written by tony Gilraff. i i found this out last time so I knew that the seventh episode and these two episodes were filmed at the same time. Because that one takes place quite a bit on Ferex and this one takes place on Farrick's. Okay, that makes and sense. And they're, they're all directed by Benjamin Karen. Mm-hmm. But there was a writer named Stephen Schiff. And that was like the only thing that he had, uh, he was credited for on this um, this season. And, of course, Tony Gilroy wrote these two episodes. He was the original showrunner of this show. And oh. Tony came in after and sort of like, you know, took the thing over. So hmm. for what it's worth, you know, kudos to this guy, Stephen Schiff, for his work on the show. But um, that was kind of the connection. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't mention that whenever we watched the seventh episode. Um, I'd like to start this pod doing a little bit of clarification.
1: Let's start this pod doing some clarification at 40 minutes
0: into this pod. Sorry, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Listen, bro, you put two episodes together. You were like, yeah, Mithril and Bill Burr were hanging out. (laughs) Never happened, Cameron. Okay, into this, before we get into Andor, I need to make some clarifications on some things that I got wrong, including the thing that I just got wrong. Thank you, Cameron. Uh. I had mentioned last week that Saul had. Uh, okay, cut me a break. It's been a while since I watched these episodes. I mentioned that Saul dodged a bullet because Krieger had been killed. That had not happened yet. I forgot about this interaction that happens in the eleventh episode where Luthen and Saul—he's like Saul's like—I want to do the out. thing. I want to do the thing. I forgot that then Luthen has to come clean and be like, "Hey, I know that there's going to be this attack," and there was the whole thing where Luthen has to like take the gun and put it on Saul and mm-hmm. like, which is just wild. But so clarification, I I messed that up. I also forgot you're forgiven. I also forgot that that uh, that. Parent, I I I said that I think the Perrin is a spy. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten that there was a scene in the car in the finale where the driver. Mon Mothma is basically trying to insinuate that there's this like gambling debt thing that that's why the money's been weird and that the driver reports that to the ISB. Mm-hmm. So I had a tinfoil hat on that, for that. Here's what I'm gonna do: I'm gonna take my tinfoil hat off, but okay. underneath it is another tinfoil hat. <laughs> oh he God. could still be the spy because <laughs> the ISB would not tell that driver that Perrin was <sighs> also an informant. There's layers to it, Cameron. You can't
1: you can't tell you anything.
0: So I just wanted to you know. Clarify those couple of things. All right, I think that's it. I think that's all that I wanted to uh, to get off my. The chance. airing
1: is a uh, an airing of grievances. Is this is this a Festivus from? i just.
0: I was literally just watching the episodes, going, oh, I'm so dumb. I just I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. But I, I I'll double down on some of my stupidity. I don't I don't have any problem doing that. Yeah. Um. All right. So episode opens. Marva dies off screen in between episodes she's just yeah. gone which i like the way they did that we talked earlier in the season about how they handle deaths in this show they mm-hmm. they're very like very on the down they they don't make a big deal about it in the sense of like there's no big final well she does kind of get a grand speech but yeah. you know what i'm saying there's no like uh andor she didn't call andor and say all you know uh she just Died, and we sort of find out the way Andor finds out, which I find to be really interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. Is we're just kind of told we weren't there, we didn't know it was coming. It just happened, and we were filled in. Um. So I, I, I just like how they handle that. Do you get what I'm saying? With yeah,
1: definitely. Um, because I was just thinking about this. <clears throat> Obviously, we talked about some of the death scenes earlier in the season and how quick they were. It just, they just happened, right. and then we move on. And then Marva. And then not, I'm not jumping. I'm not going to jump ahead into the finale. But at the revolt on yeah. Ferrex, there yeah. is a scene where a guy dies mm-hmm. and falls, and he's just he's fa- he's like they, fa- he's face down on it
0: really, long. and his
1: eyes are open, and it's just a deadpan like scene of this guy's face just, yeah. and the chaos is going on all around, and. It had to have been very intentional for them to just because it was yeah. really uncomfortable. It's like yeah. this dude just well, fell, yes, and then you know all the all the insanity and all the battling is happening in the background, but you're just looking at his face with his eyes open. It's, it's just un,
0: it's unnerving. So yeah, it's it kinda, really is. I mean, so you, yeah,
1: they they're kind of all over the place with the way that they,
0: but in a do, way, but in a way, it's
1: very it's very linear and like
0: I, I think it's realistic. Still, I think it's two sides of the same coin. Meaning, like, yeah, when people die, they just kind of die. But then also, like, this is what it looks like. Yeah. You're going to just this guy, he just died. His eyes are open. He's just staring. He's mm-hmm. gone. Like, so it, it it's like it's a it's a and that guy was a minor character. And and so in a way, it's like the way that they deal with death is just very realistic, I guess, is, yeah. is the best way I can think to say it. Um the again, I I kind of clarified like Luthen told Saul about Krieger. Um Saul is paranoid and rightfully so, man. Yes, I mean he. I, I I love Saul's character. I can't wait. We'll we'll speculate maybe just a little bit at the end about where that's going. Um, but I he's just a paranoid guy. But you 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 begin to see why. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know, he was trained along with his sister how to fight by the Republic, and then, spoiler alert, in Bad Batch, you kind of see the Republic coming after him.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, now they're the Empire, and you know it's so it, it. it, it makes sense why he's the way he is, but yeah. it's just it's interesting to just watch him. And Forrest Whitaker is just like God, man. They such a good actor. Scored when they got him, yeah, absolutely. Seriously. And the fact that now we can just bring him in on like animated series mm-hmm. and you know live action shows is so awesome. I love that he's down to do it.
1: Yeah, I think your your point, the point that you missed last week about like their exchange, like All I, right. I, I think down, I think what we no, I don't. What we see in this episode almost makes it even better because, you know, rather than us, us and I didn't correct you because I wasn't, I couldn't remember either. Yeah. So, like, rather than him just us knowing in the background that, like, maybe he figured out at some point that he was going to die with Krieger, right. we get this intense exchange where Saw puts the pieces together, mm-hmm. and he's
0: like, oh, <laughs> you were going to send
1: me out there with him, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, yeah, he's like, what, what would you have done if... if- I was there, Mm -hmm. like, man. Which is exactly what we were talking about last week. It's like, if the roles were reversed...
1: Mm-hmm. Same thing,
0: yeah. Luthen is brilliant in the way he handles that. He's like, "It's my guy Tubes here." Like, because he knows, he wants to get him near him so he can get this gun because he Dude, knows that's that, his way out. That like, made
1: me laugh out loud when he said that, and just like, yeah, to, to th- throw fi- to throw like gas on the fire that is a paranoid. Saw Guerrero just to just tell him like, "Oh, it's your number two right here." that's been
0: feeding me all my information. What's great? What's great? This ties back to the first arc. Is that was Luthen's plan. He had planned his exit. He knew if something went weird oh, or something yeah. went wrong that he could get that gun from tubes. He'd mm-hmm. figure out a way to get the gun from two tubes so that he can make his way out. Like he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Like it's he's just so brilliant. So then we get him in this his Fondor Hallcraft and that I I want to say that 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 ship, the Imperial ship is like Cantwell class. Um, named after one of the original uh designers who mm-hmm. actually designed that ship to be used in the original trilogy, which it wasn't then, but obviously they've brought it back now. Tragedy
1: that that uh, was not turned into a Lego set, dude. Just, just by the way,
0: the way that Luthan got out of that, the way that he handled them in terms of like mm. when he was talking to him, the way he was able to boot up all that stuff, the way he just wrecked. They're whatever, uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh the beam, the, the Their tractor beam? Yes. The you way know. that he wrecked their tractor beam. He used it against them.
1: That scene That scene is probably one of my favorite Star dude, Wars scenes ever. Just dude, that. It's dude, so like good. you're saying, like the the way that he was like talking his way out of it just long enough to like and and, and you think he's gonna get out of it, and then the, mm-hmm. the Imperial captain is like, Ah, we could use the training.
0: Yeah. And then goes yeah. for it
1: and then the sound that those bombs made when they hit mm-hmm, the tractor beam mm-hmm. and the way that it just like disintegrated.
0: The, the way that they just kind of look at like, oh, they're in awe of what just happened. Yep. They're like, are you serious? And then he
1: just decimates the TIE fighters. I mean, yeah, who's... who? Who said that the ships were allowed to have lightsabers?
0: Okay, right. <laughs> I, mean. I you, you kind of I kind of thought that that was going to start like a big uproar because like people got real mad about the Haldon maneuver. Like, why well, doesn't everybody just do that? Oh yeah, I thought that that was going to happen with this, but it's like people were just like, nah, it's just Luthan. He's real cool. He so, knows what he's So so cool. The Tie Fighters look great, by the way. Mm-hmm. Those Tie Fighters. Are the best looking TIE Fighters since the special editions in the nineties, the original Whoa. trilogy. Yeah, they're the best looking TIE Fighters. Go back and rewatch them. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna clarify anything on that. That's the best looking TIE Fighter I've seen. They look incredible in this okay. show. Um It kind of gets us into the twelfth episode. Um, that opening shot of the younger kid, I can't remember his name, but you know, his dad had been tortured by the ISB building the bomb. I, I remember oh, yeah. I, I just watched that and just kind of thinking like this is how extremists are made, mm-hmm. like in our real world. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just how it happens. It's very, in a way, understandable. Not that I'm, of course, I'm not a proponent for bomb making. Don't come yeah. after me. But it, you know, it, at least in the context of this show, it's just very understandable. It's like, of course, I mean, yeah, I get yeah. it. Man. I mean, they,
1: and you got to think this show is being written, filmed, and released during tons of i mean there's always political unrest sure, right sure. but it was it felt like it came out in a really really charged up time so we get this finale this episode with this big uprising of, mm-hmm. of oppression and and just i don't know i i think it was written and we talked we were joking the other day about the the tweets about people getting divorced because of this show and like mm-hmm. their just yes. ending over it it's like yeah. yeah yeah it could it could get some some arguments started.
0: We, we kind of touched on it, but later, you know, kind of after that, you get the guy in the pub that's clearly trying to spy on Andor, and he ends up, you know, spoiler alert, dying in the end because he tells the Imperial, pretend to arrest me. Which, yeah. by the way, the Imperials are not pretending to arrest anyone. Like, what what is it with all of these 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 people that are ratting out their friends to the Imperials that think they're going to live? They're going to die, man. Yeah. And, I mean, you did. He got, got what's coming to him. Mm-hmm. But uh so that happens and then Mon, like we said, kind of spreads this little lie about Perrin, which is a brilliant move. But you kinda see that Mon Mothman in, in these last couple episodes, she's just kinda like willing to like sell her family out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of uh it's a sad thing, but like I guess that's the you know, um uh, Luthin talks about all the, all the evil things that he has to do in order to you know bring about this ultimate good mm-hmm. and you you see that with Mom offman I, I can't wait to see what uh what ends up shaking loose in that second season i want to play this clip of Clem too um there's just it's just great and you begin to see oh this is the kind of relationship that cassian had with him mm-hmm. and why i think he you know took on his name when he gave his fake name oh, um, yeah so just a really interesting little clip here
2: Here's the thing Cassian, the man that sees everything, is more blessed than cursed. Look at that, here we go. Stand back, let it drip. Look how quickly that's cleaned up. Hard to believe, right? Two minutes. No longer, no shorter. You know why did they don't make this anymore? Because I'd rather sell you a brand new system at 10 times the price. I mean, how many have we got? 60, 70, just sitting there, 500 credits each. People don't look down the way they should. No, they don't look down, they don't look past the rust. Not us, though, no, eh? man. Eyes open, possibilities everywhere. Just need to get this cleaned up before Marvel finds us doing this in the house.
0: Mm, there's so much good stuff in that. Yeah. I'm just jotting down a couple quick notes. Um I love that there is so much just explanation of all the things we've seen on the show. I love I love his line. The man who sees everything is more blessed than cursed. Mm -hmm. And then he 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 talks about people not looking down the way that they should. And I think that those lines kind of tie in together um, the idea of, you know, not looking down at, at people who maybe are less fortunate, who maybe have gone through some tough things, who aren't, in, you know, the higher parts of society. Yeah. And sometimes it can be disheartening to, quote-unquote, look upon that and you see th- these kinds of things, but you're definitely better off embracing all of those facets of humanity than you are to just shut it off, you know, yeah. and to, to ignore it. Um, and And I love the imagery of him saying, like, Look at that. It's cleaned up. It only took a couple minutes. And I think that that sort of parallels to Andor's journey Mm -hmm. on this show. It's like, dude, you've become something new. You've been purified. And I also love that he says, eyes open, possibilities everywhere, which can be taken so many ways. But I think about him walking through the prison with his eyes open, Mm -hmm. looking at all the different possibilities in which to get out and how all of that came from Clem.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, that that shaped Cassian. Yeah. This idea that. Um, you know, keep your eyes open, mm-hmm. know everything, see mm-hmm. everything, trust no one, mm-hmm. always be on guard, that, that kind of notion. And, um, and the thing about looking down,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like Cassian has figured out, especially when he stole that star path unit. Yeah. You know, if, if you're, if you're low enough, people won't look at you. Mm-hmm. So use that to your advantage. Yes. Yeah. Like, you're right. Sneak, it ties like, that's that. why, that's where, that's what I got from it is just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're so low on the totem pole, but you're keeping an eye out and, like, you're looking at possibilities, yeah. you can make something happen and nobody ever noticed.
0: Yeah, and even just the practical level of, like, he's cleaning up all these parts and that's how they, I guess, you know, made a living. Yeah. And, and, Stuff know, that had and, been thrown and, away. Yeah, yeah. And Andor, of course, is stealing parts, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's different times, you know. Um, I love it. I love the way that this show sort of, like, shows all the, the parts of Marva that made Andor Andor. And even though his dad has been long gone, we get to see that here as well. It's yeah. really, really cool. I got a, I got another clip that I want to play. This is Nimic.
2: Remember this. Freedom is a pure idea. It occurs spontaneously and without instruction. Random acts of insurrection are occurring constantly throughout the galaxy. There are whole armies, battalions that have no idea that they've already enlisted in the cause but that the frontier of the rebellion is everywhere, and even the smallest act of insurrection pushes our lines forward. And then remember this. The Imperial need for control is so desperate because it's so unnatural. Tyranny requires constant effort. It breaks, it leaks. Authority is brittle. (laughs) Oppression is the mask of fear. Remember that, and know this. The day will come when all these skirmishes and battles, these moments of defiance will have flooded the banks of the Empire's authority, and then there will be one too many. One single thing will break the siege. Remember this. Try.
0: So Goosebumps. much good stuff there. I love the section I heard you over there, Cameron. I know, I know you were, um, you were, you were <laughs> loving it too. The imperial need for control is so desperate because it's so unnatural. Mm-hmm. Tyranny requires constant effort. It breaks. It leaks. Authority is brittle. Oppression is the mask mm-hmm. of fear. Remember that and know this, a day will come when all these skirmishes and battles, these moments of defiance will have flooded the banks of the Empire's authority, and then there will be one too many. One single thing will break the siege. I mean, why, why,
1: why else? Woo! I mean, it makes so much sense. You know, we get all these scenes of the ISB, all these stupid boardroom meetings that nobody, nobody, not nobody, but many people didn't enjoy mm-hmm. um, where... You're seeing how many, how much effort goes into it. Yeah. How many people are having to contribute to to keep
0: this thing together? Yeah. It's 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 wild, and I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a bit of an anti-authoritarian myself. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I got a I've got an yeah. authority problem, or as I like to say, as I like to is say, pure authority as a me problem. But I mean, it really is so unnatural. And I've even, you know, look, I'm not saying I've got it all figured out. I'm not saying I'm right. I haven't even noticed like I've got a little nephew and I I've noticed, you know, as I, as I reflect on my life with my older family members and there's a lot of like authority stuff. So like, you're going to respect what I have to say. Blah, blah, blah. And it's not that I disrespect my relatives. It's not, it's not that I don't, you know, believe them and think that they're good and these things. But I've noticed that with my nephew, I just, there's just not really a need for me to be authoritative with them. Yeah. Now it's not that I don't have to sometimes say, Hey, Watch what you're doing. Like, you're about to hurt yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. those things exist. But I find that there's just, like, this, like, again, they talk about being unnatural. There's, like, this natural goodness in him Mm -hmm. that, like, all I have to do is just try to preserve it. I I don't have to uh, enforce it. You know, I don't have to, like, make him bend him to Mm -hmm. this way. Like, I find that, like, real quick, I, I love it when he tells people, thank you, which is considered manners, right? But... When he was learning how to do that, I talked to him. I said, "You know why you say thank you?" He's like, "No." He's like three. He's like, "I don't know why I say thank you." <laughs> I said, "If someone does something, and and you like it and it makes you feel good, tell them thank you." Yeah. That's just you know one of many ways you would. But dude, I'll 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 never forget whenever like I took him to get ice cream and he was like eating his ice cream. Me and me and my wife took him. He's like eating his ice cream and he's like mid ice cream. Like we he'd already had it for like five ten minutes. He just looks at me, and eats his ice cream, and he goes, "Thank you." Nice. Like, oh, and, and personal story, but like, it just, that's what that is. But he said it because he meant it, he said not it because, because he meant had it. to. It was natural. It was not this weird, yeah. authoritative, and what do you say? Yeah. Oh, it just <laughs> grates me, man. I hate it when my friends do that their kids to me. I'm like, don't tell them to tell me. Thank you. Anyways, um, it, I don't know I just love that it, it, it really is great and, and the last clip we're going to play we're kind of getting to the end here we got to play a little bit of this Marvis Beach
2: the empire is a disease that thrives in darkness it is never more alive than when we sleep it's easy for the dead to tell you to fight And maybe it's true, maybe fighting's useless. Perhaps it's too late. But I'll tell you this. If I could do it again, I'd wake up early and be fighting these bastards. From the start. Fight
0: the empire! What the empire? I want to (laughs) fight. So we're not gonna, you know, we try to keep it. She said, "F the empire." We we try to keep it. F is for fight. We try to keep it uh, kid friendly around here, so kids can listen to. Let's just say there was a different F word um, originally, and I when I heard that because it kind of like leaked. A week before, yeah. if there's going to be the first ever this in Star Wars because mm-hmm. there were some other first earlier in the season, and I remember thinking, no, not in my Star Wars. I got a problem with the word. I'll say it, but I, <laughs> but, but you know, I was like, don't do that to Star Wars. Yeah. And then I saw that scene and I went, oh, they should have kept it in. So <laughs> I, it would have been so good. It would have been so satisfying it, to hear that because like. Just real fast, like the music, just steady builds, and she's yeah. just steady getting braver and braver. And if it would have culminated in that, dude, I'll Anyways.
1: I'll play devil's advocate because I, I also I feel that sentiment as well. But when I when I was doing this rewatch the other night and thinking about it in hindsight, that that's what they thought about saying there. Saying "fight the empire" makes a lot more sense in this in this moment because. It's it's a it's a verb. I mean, I'll go and it's a what, grammar thing. It, it's more it's more of a call to action because at that moment, like right before the imperial officer throws the cloak over B two emo to try to cover it up, and then that first somebody is it somebody that hits somebody I think or somebody throws? throws something. It's like yeah. that happens at the same time as everything yeah. is starting to rise, and then Marvel says, "Fight the Empire." So it's just like, mm-hmm. "Ready, set, go!" Here,
0: yep. this is what we do now. Well, we're gearing up to the end of the pod, the end of the season. Uh, I do want to quickly say this. Um, when they're getting onto the ship with Bix and, and he's loading everybody up, mm-hmm. Jesse is in there. That's her name, Jesse. And I think that might be Andor's aunt. Okay. I think that's Clem's sister. I say that because the way that I was like, I, there's something about this character. It was, it was just, I don't know what put me down this rabbit hole, mm. but I was like, who is she? And then I was like, I wonder... It's kind of random. I was like, What wonder if that's Clem's sister. Earlier in the season, when they're talking about, who knows you're from Canary, Marva says, I only told Jesse and someone else. Mm-hmm. And then... Or or, uh, Andor maybe says, like, Jesse knows. And then Marva says, that's family. Andor says, if we're making a list, we're making a list. Mm. So, anyways... I think that that is Clem's sister. Yeah. So that's Andor's aunt. I don't know. I just thought that was cool. I was like, "Oh, I think that's Andor's aunt." So nice catch. Know, maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah, I, I when I when I thought it, I was like, and I started to go back, and I like found that line. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's I think that's what it is." And I went to myself. I was like, "Nice catch," because no, I haven't heard anybody say that, but hmm. I think that's his aunt. I bet if I Google it, someone's probably said it. But you get what I'm saying. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we'll I mean. See. I'm with you. We get that final scene of Luthen and Andor, almost anticlimactic, but it's so good. Oh yeah, kill me when he says kill me, and then he says or take me in, and Luthen just gets that grin. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, man, it's like I'm fired you up. You have turned out exact, and I forgot about that ending scene. Oh,
1: you know, I know, I knew we were getting Andor season two. I forgot exactly how it ended, so it made me even more excited for for season two because. Now we know where it's. Go- I mean, we kind of know where it's going. Yeah. Andor and, and I mean, Luthen's going to be mm-hmm. taking a little Cassian under
0: his wing. I know, showing dude. him some of the tricks. So here's all I'll say about Cassian or and or season two. In the same way that these were shot in four three episode blocks, which mm-hmm. is the way that they handle the production. There are three different directors, three writers, or sorry, each director got three episodes or four directors. Um, they're doing that again for season two. But what they stated was it was so. Because it's so cool to watch the arcs. Like, they feel so contained. Mm-hmm. And what they said they're going to do next season is they're taking that a little bit further. The first three episodes are going to be four years before Rogue One. Then it's going to like jump a year for the next three. And it's going to jump a year for the next three. And then it's going to jump for the final arc. Nice. And it's going to go right into Rogue One. Oof. So we're going to get these like one year like check-ins where something yeah. I guess some bigger thing is going to happen. Here's the state of
1: the rebellion and the right. empire. Here's the state of the rebellion and yes. the empire. Jumping it, yeah.
0: Dude, and uh, uh Diego Luna yes like maybe a week and a half ago stated that he was getting on a plane to go to London to shoot his final scenes, that he had 7 days of shooting left. So he might be done by the time of this recording, by the time of this episode, I definitely think he's done. Now, whether that's it for principal photography, like there could be other actors that have more, but you know, he's the star, you would think he's probably right. there for, Yeah. but then again, he's also one of the biggest names. So they might've like, you know, move the schedule around to fit him in. Fit him, yeah. Uh, I don't know. But that said, they're getting dangerously close to being done, but that does mean that they're, you know, most of the Lucasfilm productions, as far as I've been able to clock when principal photography Finishes, they go like 10 to 12 months into post production. And I want to say Andor season one was twelve months of post production. And I have heard Tony Gilroy say that this season will be the same. Mm. So I think we're probably looking at 2025, like almost definitely. So it is what it is. We still want to cry. But man, yeah, Cameron, I enjoyed talking yeah. Andor with you. Um the question for next week is simple. Are you gonna watch Bad Batch with us? Listener, you're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have to answer that for yourself. I, I'll answer and say I'm gonna watch Bad I'm Batch with it. us. I'm watching it. So we're gonna be back Tuesday with the first half of the Bad Batch Season One rewatch. We're gonna be back again later that week, and we are going to rewatch the second half. Mm-hmm. Then we'll be back to our normal Tuesdays for the next two weeks. First half of season two, second half of season two, and then boom. Badass Season 3. We're going to be there. I can't wait. Let's go. Let's land this ship. Karen, <laughs> how excited are you about Star Wars right now? Come on. I'm through the roof. I'm
1: with I, you. I'm, I'm all saturated. I go through spells where I, I don't consume a whole lot, and then I go through others where I'm like, i'm like the hive mind in uh, in dark droids right now i'm just <laughs> i'm all consuming
0: <laughs> I, have, I need more he needs the meat <laughs> speaking yeah. of that dude are you ready for this pizza we're about to go eat
1: oh, oh i can't oh, wait me and
0: cameron about to go get some pizza i'm drooling some, some wings and some i don't know i don't know what else but it's gonna be so good i can't wait i can't wait to talk bad batch um I'm extremely excited. Like I said, I'm going to one final sales pitch. It's like the other side of that coin. You're seeing the Empire do some crazy stuff. The Bad Batch is such a cool group. You're going to love it. Please watch it. Yeah. Just watch it. Just Until watch next it. time. Tyler out. <laughs> Cameron out.